All right, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, can you just start off, give us a little bit who you are and how you got doing what you do? Absolutely. So first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so I grew up in Western New York in freezing cold Buffalo area. And I actually much colder just, than Florida. huh? Oh, yeah, much colder, lots and lots of snow. Um, but go Bills. So um, I went to college um, and um, went for psychology. And then I went out to California for graduate school and I got a master's and a PhD in clinical psychology. I ended up back in upstate New York. Why? I don't know. It's so cold up there. <laughs> um, How could be in California too? These sunny places. I know. And then I ended up back in New York. But um, so I worked for uh, about 20 years as a clinical psychologist. And then because of the cold weather, my husband and I decided to move somewhere warmer. And we ended up in Florida. Shortly after moving to Florida, before I even had um, a family doctor or a dentist or a vet for our dog or anything um, other than our children at the time who were eight and 11, we got them registered into school, um, but didn't have much else done yet. Um, we were renting a house, didn't even own a house yet in the area, but um, I ended up finding a lump and was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, when I was back in New York, I had a mammogram right when I turned 40, because that's what the doctor told me to do. Yes. And they said, you're fine. Come back next year. So I had one at 41. And again, they said, you're fine. Come back next year. I had one at 42. Um, and then we moved to Florida and I found a lump. So a mammogram failed to catch my cancer three years in a row. And then after doing a lot of research, I found out um, all about dense breast tissue. And when you have dense breast tissue, it's very difficult for a mammogram to see tumors. Um, because when you have normal fatty breast tissue, it shows up on a mammogram gray and a tumor shows up white. But when you have dense breast tissue, it shows up white on a mammogram. So you're looking at white tissue trying to find a white tumor and it's nearly impossible. Wow. Um, so um, I, I was just doing a lot of research trying to figure out how I can make myself healthier, um, how I can help other women to identify if they have breast issues before it ends up turning into cancer like it did with me. Um, and then going through all of the different things that I went through. And in doing a lot of my research, I found out about thermography. And so I decided, okay, we're going to switch gears. And instead of doing all of the mental health things that I was doing with people as a psychologist, I was going to help people more with their physical health. Mm -hmm. And so I started Space Coast Thermography. Mm -hmm. Wow. What, in what year was that that you, because you guys have been in there uh, at your location for quite a while, right? Yeah, we opened at the very beginning of 2018. Okay. So it's been several years now oh, okay, and okay. it's going well. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. And so uh, I'm curious just of your story. I think you had, you know, we were chatting before and I had 
you ended up having surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and all that from, from your cancer, correct? Yeah. So what happened was, um, like I said, I had just moved to the Florida area, didn't have doctors or anything set up yet. I actually had a neighbor whose daughter had breast cancer. So she came over and, and tried to connect me with some different doctors um, I personally have no family history of breast cancer in my family. Um, I didn't personally know anyone that had ever had breast cancer at that point in time. And so I sort of got rushed through no family or friends in this area. We just moved for the weather. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I, I feel like I was sort of feared and rushed into making decisions quickly um, and didn't get all of the options or time to make certain choices. So yes, I did end up having surgery. I ended up having chemotherapy. I ended up having radiation treatment. Um, and I had a lot of problems with all of those treatments. I ended up having a total of six surgeries um, because of infections and failed expanders and just a whole slew of problems. Um, I ended up being overdosed on chemotherapy and had severe, um, just horrible side effects, both short-term and long-term. Um, and you know, then everything that went on with the radiation. So that was my goal was to heal myself, um, make sure that I wasn't going to have a recurrence and get this cancer back, which is a lifelong thing. I still work on that daily. Um, because if any, if you know anything about breast cancer, there's certain cancers that after five years, if you've been cancer free, they say that you're cured. Um, but breast cancer is not one of them. Breast cancer can metastasize or come back at any stage. So it could come back in six months, two years, 10 years, 20 years. Um, and a large majority, especially of people that have chemotherapy and radiation actually get their cancer back because those treatments can cause secondary cancers. Mm. Um, so I, I didn't know about thermography, which is another reason why I wanted to start this practice because there just wasn't a lot of information or knowledge out there about thermography. Um, and it, it's just a wonderful tool. It's very different from a mammogram or an okay. ultrasound. Can you explain what thermography is? If somebody's yep. listening and going, okay, what the heck is that? And maybe how it differs, like you were just saying. Exactly, exactly. So uh, first of all, let me just say that thermography is FDA approved and it has been since 1982. It's approved as an adjunct screening tool, which means that it is not a standalone test. It was meant to be used in conjunction with other tests. And that being said, a mammogram is also an adjunct screening tool. An ultrasound is, an MRI is. They're all adjunct screening tools, meaning that if you went to have a mammogram and they found something, they're gonna send you for an ultrasound. If you had an ultrasound and they found something, they're gonna send you for a biopsy. The official um, test that can actually diagnose cancer is a biopsy. All the rest of the tests are adjunct screening tools. They're tests that help us identify what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that being said, a mammogram is a structural test, which means that its purpose is to find a structure. And that structure is cancer. Mm -hmm. So it was developed to detect 
cancer. That's its sole purpose or job. Um, unfortunately, once it detects cancer, that means it's too late. You have cancer and then they wanna treat it. Thermography is a physiological test. And so it's looking at a lot more than just, is there a tumor already present? It's looking at your whole physiology and what's going on with you. Um, and it's providing time, which is very important because it's giving you time to figure out why these things are starting to develop and to take your health into your own hands and make changes. So thermography is gonna look at things like, is there a thermographic response or something going on with your thyroid? Because we know that if you have thyroid issues, it increases your risk of developing breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Is there lymphatic congestion down the axilla or side areas under the arms? Because we know that your lymph nodes carry toxins out of your body. And if they're getting congested or clogged near the breast tissue, that can increase your risk of developing breast cancer. Um, what is the level of fiber cystic activity within the breast? Fiber cystic, lumpy, bumpy, tender breasts. Um, it's not normal, first of all, to have real fiber cystic breast tissue. And there's ways that you can decrease that. Um, but if you have a lot of fiber cystic activity, it generally correlates with hormone imbalances. And we know that women who are estrogen dominant, who have a lot of estrogen in their body, increases their risk significantly of developing breast cancer because 86% of breast cancers are fed by excess estrogen or hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also, you know, the doctor's taking temperature readings all across both breasts and he's looking at areas that show up hot on the thermogram that can indicate that there is an increase in blood flow and inflammation in that area, which could mean that cancer cells are developing into something solid. So the doctor is going to take all that information together and rate each breast on a scale of one to five, giving you your risk assessment of what is going on now or could potentially even happen in the future. So it's just such a great preventative tool that can help you know what's going on in the breast tissue um, and, and puts you in control of your own breast health. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, you, I wrote down so many notes in just the, the couple minutes that you've been talking here. So, um, so that's interesting. So I, you and I'm talking a little bit, but I am a family nurse practitioner background. And I remember I didn't know about thermography. I maybe had heard of it. It's just not, I don't remember learning that in, you know, in my training as a, I did work majority of my career had been in the ICU prior to being in family practice. But I I remember a patient came to me requesting an order and I was like, I don't even know. Sure. (laughs) You know, she, and she wanted to, um, have thermography done in place of mammogram. So I've, that's really, that was new information. I just really loved hearing that, that adjunctive, right. These different tests. Right. Right. So, well, the, one of the great things about thermography is that it's non-invasive. There's yeah. no radiation. 
Uh And there's no compression, which with a mammogram, you're getting radiation and that radiation, you know, radiation causes cancer. It's not good for you. And I know that a lot of um, uh, imaging centers will tell women, don't worry, it's not a lot of radiation. You get the same amount of radiation flying in an airplane across the country or being outside in the sun, but it's not necessarily true. Um, You do get a lot of radiation, but it's all compressed into the breast tissue. So it's not full body radiation, like if you're flying in an airplane or you're walking outside in the sun. It's it's compressing that radiation into one area, um, one tissue in the body, Mm -hmm. um, which really is not healthy for the breast tissue. Sure. Um, So while I do say that it's an adjunct screening tool, a lot of women do come in to do thermography because they don't want that radiation or they don't want the compression because it either hurts or it could rupture an implant, which I've seen several women that that has happened to. I know that they say it's rare, but trust me, I've seen several women over the years that have had ruptured implants from a mammogram. You're buying Um, some Yeah, so I, I mean, from my perspective and all the research I've done, what I feel is the, the best case scenario would be to do a physiological test with a structural test, but that structural test being either an ultrasound, which also is non-invasive and no radiation, um, or a breast MRI without contrast, because we know that that contrast can go to the brain and cause a lot of problems as well. Um, In in many European countries, that's what they're doing. They're using thermography with ultrasound. That is their sort of gold standard, where in the U.S. it's still the mammogram is the gold standard. Um, But many European countries are looking at the research, which suggests that mammograms tend to do more harm than good. Um, And so they're looking for things that are um, less invasive. Got it. Got it. Um, I have a couple questions you mentioned. Um, and, and I love, yeah, I see a lot of now what I do with my clients is we're doing a lot of hormone testing. Uh, and, and so I see a lot of estrogen dominance in my clients. And I think just, unfortunately the food we eat, the plastic we're exposed to the, the chemicals we're exposed to, you know, all impacting that. Um, but how would, cause this was something I, have a family history of, um, you know, women with lumpy breasts. You know, my, I have a great grandmother with breast cancer, a grandmother with uh, a lot of lumps, lumpectomies, biopsies, things like that. But how would you know if you, is there, do you have, can you speak to that at all? Like if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I don't know if I have lumpy, you know, maybe they've not had a good breast exam, you know, maybe their clinicians never told them you have breasts or, you know, do you have any? Well, one of the great things about thermography is that, you know, like I mentioned, it's, it's going to look at the different heat patterns. And so the doctor can tell by the different pattern in the breast tissue, um, whether you have, and he'll rate it, he'll say you have mild fiber cystic tissue, mild to moderate, moderate, moderate to severe, severe, 
profound. And I've even had some reports that said marked, which is just extremely fibrocystic tissue. A lot of women that have extreme fibrocystic tissue, they know it, they feel lumpy, bumpy, you know, breasts, and they have a lot of tenderness. But it's interesting that their doctors don't usually tell them what they can do to decrease that fibrocystic activity. And like I said, fibrocystic activity typically correlates to estrogen dominance and hormone imbalances. So the, there's three things that um, the doctor that I work with, who's a board certified medical doctor um, who specializes in thyroid and breast health, He's a pathologist, um, and he's also been a thermologist for over 20 years. Um, There's three things that he always recommends to start out with. Um, The first thing is you should get your hormones tested to get a baseline. And he always recommends the best way to do that is actually with saliva, not just um, blood testing, um, and a bioidentical progesterone cream. So a bioidentical progesterone cream is going to pull out the excess estrogen that's in the body and stabilize your hormones. Um, The other thing is a large percent of women in our country are iodine deficient and iodine is very important for breast and thyroid health. So finding out if you are deficient in iodine and then it's such a simple, easy fix to just take you know, whether you use Lugol's liquid iodine, a couple drops in your morning coffee um, or, or whatever you drink in the morning, or you take a tiny little iodorol supplement. Um, so iodine deficiency, hormone imbalances, and using a bioidentical progesterone cream and vitamin D. Vitamin D is essential to breast health. Um, you know, and, and it's unfortunate that a lot of the labs that do blood testing still say that the normal range for vitamin D is between 30 and 100. And that's really outdated research. And you really, you know, from everything I've read, and again, I'm not a medical doctor, but I've done a lot of research. um, Women really should never be below 50. Really, nobody should be below 50. Um, And for women and breast health specifically, they've done a lot of research that suggests that 60 is that magic number. Women below 60, and obviously the lower it's the worst, um, you have more breast cancer cases. Once you hit that 60, the number of breast cancer cases just decreases significantly. So you want to get your vitamin D tested and try to get it above 60. So vitamin D, iodine, and a bioidentical progesterone cream. And who, and is that the doctor that reads your, yes. your, your scans there? The therm, is it a thermograph? I'm assuming is like the, the scan. Yeah, a thermogram. Thermogram. Yep. thermogram. Yep. Who's that doctor? His name is Dr. J. Mead, M-E-A-D. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he is, he has his MD, mm-hmm. um, but he is also married to a naturopathic doctor. So he kind of made that switch more toward holistic, natural health back in the 80s. But um, he also has the whole medical Western medicine side of things. So he's a a perfect person to to work with me and with the thermography practice. 
Um, And like I said, him and his wife are just extremely knowledgeable with women's health, breast health, thyroid health. Are they local? Are they here on the Space Coast? They are not. They are. Yeah, they, they have actually, they go between Oregon and the Las Vegas area. Oh, wow. Two different homes. I was like, well, maybe I can have him on the podcast, even if we can't (laughs) can't get him here locally. So, (laughs) oh, um, so another question I had, so the, how knowing about fibrocystic breasts, what about, so my audience, um, my, the, a lot of the women that I end up working with me, things like that are in that 35 to 45 women, 35 to 45. So they're hitting maybe some of mine. I know I've, for myself, I've had a mammogram before, but they're maybe hitting that age. Can you speak to at all recommendations around, because I know from my perspective, that insurance dictates a lot of what we get done because absolutely is going to pay for this or not. What insurance aside, is there recommendation on thermography starting at a certain age? Do you do it annually? That, That sort of thing. Absolutely. So first off, because that's the first question I typically get when somebody new calls is, will my insurance cover it? Um, Unfortunately, most insurances do not cover thermography, even though, like I mentioned earlier, it is FDA approved. Um, It's slow in coming. Um, We are hopeful. There's a lot of new studies out there that they're working on with thermography. So just like how chiropractic treatment didn't used to be covered and now it is, um, we are very hopeful that it will be someday. That being said, uh, uh, breast screening is very affordable. It's, you know, a lot of people think it's like Um, you know, some of these big MRI exams and stuff that can be thousands of dollars. It's not. Um, A breast screening at our center is $199. Um, There also is a wonderful nonprofit that we work with. It's called the United Breast Cancer Foundation, or UBCF. And this foundation is located um, in New York City. And they actually help pay for Um, women to have breast screenings. And so they have a grant program that will provide up to $150. Um, I have had 100% of the women that have applied for a grant receive a grant. Um, Many of them receive that full $150. Some of them, I don't know how they come up with their calculations, but some of them receive strange amounts like $88.23. But they receive something that helps. Um, So if finances is an issue, there is help out there. Um, And if you were to get the full 150, then it's, you know, 45, 45, $50 out of pocket. It's it's very reasonable. Um, The uh, thermogram, as far as when it's recommended, that's another wonderful thing about thermography versus mammography. Um, because of the radiation, that's why they don't start mammograms until you're 40. And then there's always been some question between the National Task Force versus the FDA versus all the different, because sometimes it was 40, then it went to 50, then it was 45. There's still a lot of question between that 40 and 50 age range of when you should start having a mammogram and then how often, whether it should be yearly or every two years. And that is all because of that radiation that it's giving you. But thermography doesn't use radiation. 
and we're trying to prevent things from happening. So we want to start monitoring your breast health when your breasts are healthy. So that if they start to have some type of unhealthy changes or something starting to develop, we wanna catch it as soon as possible so that we have time to fix it, reverse it, treat it before it turns into a solid tumor. So that being said, they really recommend that women start using breast thermography at the age of 20. Um, and between 20 and 30, just every three years from 30 on once a year. Um, but when you come in and have your thermogram done, the doctor's gonna take all that information that I mentioned earlier in uh, to consideration. He's gonna rate each breast on that scale of one to five, and then he's gonna make recommendations based on that. So the goal is to come out a one or two, which is non-suspicious and normal, and only have to come in once a year so that the doctor can see the prior images and the current images and see if there's any changes taking place. And if there are, we can address them and figure out what's causing your number to rise and bring it back down. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were to come out, say you came out of five, we're gonna highly recommend that you go have an ultrasound just to make sure that nothing solid can be seen yet. Um, and then he's going to make recommendations, you know, look at this, look at that, look at this, you know, try A, B, and C, talk to your doctor. Um, and maybe you need to come back in three months to see if whatever you're doing is working. Um, and then there might be cases where, you know, you might be a three where there's a mild level of concern or a moderate level of concern starting. And so again, we might make some of these recommendations and then come back in six months to keep a closer eye. Once it's going, you know, if everything looks like it's stable or, um, you know, the numbers dropping and everything looks good, it's back to that once a year. Got it. Got it. Wonderful. Um, I just was thinking, even if it's not, um, could somebody use like their HSA or FSA, you know, kind of a account to pay for their scan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. We absolutely accept, you know, all kinds of payment, but definitely your, your FSA and HSA um, are accepted. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and then another question. So this is for, we're speaking specifically to the breast screening, but thermography can be used uh, for other things as well. Correct? Absolutely. Yep. So we do three main services um, at Space Coast Thermography. We do the breast screening and that includes seven to nine images of the breast area, but we actually take the pictures from about the mouth to below the breast area so that we get the neck and thyroid in there as well. So the breast screening always includes a look at the thyroid as well as the axilla area under the arms. Um, that's all included in the breast screening. Then we have um, what's called a women's or men's health study. And that does the whole core body. So we're taking images of the face, the neck and thyroid, the breast or chest, the abdomen and the back. So it's your whole core body. Um, and then there's the full body exam, which looks at the full body. So your face, thyroid and neck, breast or chest, abdomen, back, but it's also gonna do all the different angles of your arms, hands, legs, feet, and the glutes. So it's the full body. Wow, wonderful. I actually have a colleague who 
uh, functionally, you know, practices and, and her husband had kept having inflammatory markers on his labs and they were trying to figure out what's going on. And, and he had thermography done and it was coming from his mouth, from his teeth. Oh, that is, I, I can't even tell you how common it is that people have infections in the mouth that are creating and causing issues throughout the body, but they don't even know they have these issues in the mouth a lot of time. Because if you have root canals or teeth pulled, your wisdom teeth removed, um, there's different things that you can have done in your mouth um, that can create cavitations or little pockets. And bacteria can develop or form in those little pockets, and then it can start to drain down uh, the throat and into different areas of the body and create a lot of problems. Or up, it can even create issues. Um, people have connected strokes sometimes to um, infected root canals. So absolutely and that's that's a great thing i mean and another example i had a gentleman that came in and had severe pain in his shoulder and he had tried physical therapy and acupuncture and uh, chiropractic treatment and a lot of different things and he just couldn't get rid of the pain and we ended up finding a lot of inflammation on the opposite side of his neck and once they started treating that neck issue the pain in his shoulder went away. So sometimes there's displaced pain throughout the body um, and thermography can see where the inflammation is. So possibly where that pain is coming from. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So what are, and I'm just curious, what are the prices on the women's and then the full body? Yep. The women's or men's health study is 349 and the full body is 499. And for any woman having any of those exams, they can apply for that grant up to $150, um, can go toward any of the three exams because we do the breast images in all three exams. Wonderful. Okay. So you could even, yeah, you could get the, apply for the grants and then maybe still even get the, I'm like, shoot. Might as well look at everything while you're doing it. Absolutely. Right? And it is such a quick and easy process. If you go to our website, which is just spacecoasttermography.com, there's a blue button right on the homepage that says grants through UBCF. And if you click on it, it takes you directly to their breast screening grant program. Um, they ask you a couple of questions. You submit it. They get back to you. Um, you fill out an application. The whole process is very quick and easy, happens within a couple of days. And then you have your appointment, you pay for it at the time of service, we give you an invoice, you email that invoice to them and they mail a checkout directly to you. Okay, so it's reimbursement, gotcha, yep. gotcha. Yep. Wonderful, wow. This is so awesome. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come in and see you here soon, Kristen. <laughs> Um, so speaking of your website, you have, we'll, we'll link all of this, but spacecoasttermography.com. It looks like you're also on Instagram and Facebook at Space Coast Thermography. And then you have a, um, uh, this is a 35 page ebook on breast thermography that they, they can access at thermography101.com. Is that correct? Yes. So one of the, one of the main, um, struggles with um, owning a thermography practice is trying to get the word out. A lot of women have never heard of thermography. And I can't tell you how many times people come into my office and once they experience it, 
they're just blown away at how easy it is. It's it's just it's simple, non-invasive, um, and all the information that they get back in the report. And they're like, why have I never heard of this before? Um, and so I, you know, I'm trying to get the word out and to help people understand about thermography. And so I did put together a 35-page ebook, um, which explains everything from the history of thermography, because it's been around for a long, long time. It started in the military, was top secret, um, and then, you know, moved into more of the commercial realm where people were using it, you know, and they still do. Home inspectors use it to see if there's water or heat behind walls, oh. um, and then how it got into the medical realm. Um, so all about the history of thermography, what it is, how it's performed, what to expect in the report, um, and also that there are differences between thermography camera systems. And that's very important to know um, because there are different camera systems that have all been FDA approved and uh, some of them are still being used, but it's unfortunate because the technology has really advanced and improved. And so the best way I can explain it is it's like somebody who has an iPhone four, and then someone who has an iPhone eight, and then someone who has an iPhone 14. The technology has just improved over the years. And so of course, you're going to get better pictures with the iPhone 14 than you are with the camera that's on the iPhone four. So the resolution of the camera and what the camera can do has just really advanced. So that's one of the questions that you might want to ask when you're calling around to different thermography centers is, what is your camera resolution? And so just like when you're taking a picture with your phone or with a camera, that picture is made up of pixels. A thermography camera is taking an image, which is pixels, but those are true temperature readings. And so the lowest resolution cameras are taking about 19,000 temperature readings per image. The middle level are taking about 80,000 temperature readings per image. And the highest resolution camera systems are taking 307,000 temperature readings per image. So wow. it's a really big difference between 19,000 and 307,000. The details of all the different vascular activity and the patterns, and it's just amazing how advanced the technology has become. Wonderful. Okay. So that would be something for them to ask. What would you, in, in, cause we've been speaking a lot about the breast screening. What would you, if somebody maybe is hearing this, that doesn't live on the space coast and, you know, can't come see you, what would you recommend as a, a resolution or, you know, when they're asking, you know, if they're calling around and asking, is there like a I mean, right. you would definitely want the the, the top end one that I have is fabulous. You know, there's no it's it's hands down when you see the images next to each other. But the middle resolution camera is really good, and I would never discourage somebody if they didn't have the top one in their area to not go if they had that middle resolution camera, right. um, because it's really really good, and it, it is. It, it, they're great cameras. They use them a lot on the west coast of Florida. Um, there's a lot of those cameras in place and I've seen their images and they're very good. I would just try to avoid the lowest resolution cameras because 
Again, they're, they're just not as detailed. But bottom line is, if you're out in a rural area and that's all there is, you know, it's better than nothing. It, it gives you a good starting point. Okay. Got it. Got it. Awesome. This has been, oh man, just so informative. So, I mean, there's just you like such a wealth of knowledge with this conversation. So, so especially, yes, if somebody's listening who does live here in Brevard County, um, go see Kristen at Space Coast Thermography. What is the best way should they call, you know, I'm, I'm assuming to put, make an appointment or can they book online? What is the steps to come in and yeah, get? You can do either one. You can always call the office. Um, and if, you know, I'm in with a patient or I'm busy, you leave a message, I will always call back that same day. Um, you can always go to the website and message me through email off the website. But we also do have online booking. So if you go to the website and you click on the online booking, it will bring up a calendar um, and you can pick what day and time you want and book directly online. Um, and then you'll get a nice confirmation email. I always send out that includes, you know, the date, the time, the location. It's going to give you directions on where I'm located. We're also going to attach the intake forms for you and the patient preparation instructions to look over before the exam. But easy, you can either call, email, or book your appointment right online. And how long is the appointment time? How long should they uh, anticipate just from walking in the door to walking out? Oh, because the time of how long the exam takes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, a breast yes, screening? Yeah. So I, I personally, um, I love to educate and talk to people and I love to answer questions and I never like myself like to go to a doctor and feel rushed. So yeah. I will always book a full hour um, for every single appointment. Got I will I leave an hour. However, the breast screening typically can be done in about 30 minutes. Once you come into the appointment, you do acclimate for 15 minutes in a cool temperature room because that's how you get the best images. And that's another thing. You always want to make sure that the um, imaging office where you're having it done is temperature controlled. Um, since we're measuring heat, it's very important. Um, so we do acclimate you. and But during that acclimation time, I'm sitting in there talking to you and going through the intake forms. So it's not like you're just sitting in a cold office all by yourself. <laughs> I mean, they're freezing with you. And, wow. and then we take the images, which doesn't take long at all, a couple minutes to grab all the images. And then we go into a nice cozy warm room um, where I can answer any questions and you check out. So it, it typically takes about 30 minutes for a breast screening, about 40 minutes for the women's or men's health study, and about 45, 50 minutes for a full body. But again, full hour, I always reserve for everyone so that I have time answering any questions that you have. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So then that way we, we know what to expect and yeah, it can come in. Awesome. This has been so wonderful. Again, thank you so much. Um, I yeah, encourage anyone to go check out your website, book their appointments um, and get their screening done for sure. Thanks for having me.